0: Welcome to Growing Leonardsley. My name's Adam Streeter. I'm the General Manager of Leonardsley Gardens. Join me each episode as I talk with members of the team about everything from the history of the gardens, restoration challenges, wine, wallabies, and everything in between. Get a peek behind the scenes, hear stories from all those involved, both past and present, whilst we also talk about what the future holds for the estate. It's never a dull day when you're growing Leonardsley. Okay, so we are back in the main house. Um, afternoon tea is in full swing, so we've got the the piano going madly as uh, as ever. But hopefully, uh, it doesn't it doesn't go over the top of us when we go back to listen to this. Um, so today we're going to cover um, talk a little bit more, obviously, on our, our mini series about rated engines. Um, last time we were talking about the the history and kind of really what 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 made leonardsley so special in terms of you know what really put it on the map when it came to rhododendrons and you know how how the two work together really but now it's talking more about the the future so what what have we what are we going to be doing going forwards i mean we actually touched on it a little bit last time was um you know it's something that we've really got to make sure that we are doing a lot of work to protect all of these plants and make sure that you future generations of uh, are going to be able to enjoy them just as much as the people that are here visiting today. Um, so I'm, I'm with Jamie again, of course. Um, so, Jamie, what what are the plans? How are we going to make sure that in 100 years that, you know, <laughs> not only will people be able to see um, the, the rhododendrons as they are now, but, you know, perhaps even better, even, you know, and even even grander Lennersley Gardens. Oh, God, I can't imagine it. Oh, wow, no pressure then. <laughs> um,
1: I mean, yeah, so there is that risk. I mean, it, if a huge storm were to sweep through, mm. like 1987's, yeah. the, the, the famous one in this part of the country, or a disease that you know, w- was to wipe out a lot of our rhododendrons, what are we doing to, to protect them now, I suppose? And... Mm. Um, We've just ed- entered into um, a project with the Duchy College uh, down in Cornwall to um, micro-propagate our rhododendrons. So, yeah. particularly the the forty odd um, specimens that are in our national collection, mm-hmm. we've sent flower buds down to them, um, and they sort of break them down into almost like individual s- cells, really, and put them in sort of agar jelly and sort of chemicals, additives, and they create potentially hundreds of little seedlings from one flower bud so and that will be an exact replica of the plant that the, the flower bud came from so we'll get those back which will allow us you know to have a a succession of of those important plants in the garden.
0: Uh, I mean, you, you no no one else can see, but Jamie was very animated with his hands just there <laughs> in terms of you know the the technical things <laughs> that were going on with with just his hands. Like you know, it looked looked hard enough just um, just there. So imagine the actual science behind these things to actually make it. A reality. Oh, it's really um, exciting, actually. I'm, yeah.
1: well I'm going to go down there fairly soon and see okay. it, see it in action, and um, get, yeah, get some photos and see how our, our little babies
0: are developing. Yeah, no, it's amazing, and, it, and like, like I say, it's just it's so important because really, you know, there's like you said, a, a, a storm, something like that, but mm. you know, diseases, and, and yeah. I mean, there are there are diseases out there that, you know, were they to spread to to you know certain plants and to rhododendrons, engines, we would have to. Um, you know ultimately destroy them to, to stop it from spreading any further isn't it? So, yeah I mean, it's,
1: um, hopefully <laughs> it won't come to that but huh, yeah I mean it's it is, it is possible <laughs> I suppose yeah I mean um, Rhododendron ponticum is a vector for the Phytophthora ramorum, that, that disease that could you know in theory mm-hmm. wipe out a huge collection of rhododendrons. so yeah we're we're doing our best to make sure that doesn't happen like covid for rhododendrons well yeah pr- <laughs> yeah pretty much actually because we use the same sort of pcr tests Early, yeah. um, with little you know dropping it in the little sensor and stuff and that's how we find out whether um our plants have it or not and touchwood so far they don't
0: yeah so i mean it's 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 just so important so if we if we if we don't take these steps then Something like that really could just be be lost forever. So, Absolutely, yeah. Um, and but uh, you know, but we're not we're not just doing that. though we're also removing rhododendrons from the garden. So I mean, <laughs> that sort of seems a bit counterintuitive. What what what's the kind of what's that all about then?
1: It's certainly one type. So rhododendron ponticum, as sort of briefly mentioned. So for those who don't know what that is, it's often you're driving down the road and you see these huge sort of mauvey purple flowered rhododendrons, yeah. huge heights. I mean, they were originally introduced as an ornamental plant. Um, I think they were introduced to the UK as early as the 1700s, sort of mid-1700s, and they were sold in all the London flower markets and Mm -hmm. used to colonise sort of empty land because they were so fast-growing. But they are actually an invasive species. They're they're really vigorous. They're they're thugs. They kind of outgrow. Thugs. Well, (laughs) horticultural thugs, I suppose, yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah, if you've got like a, a... a nice specimen growing next to them, they'll quickly take over that yeah. and starve it of light and nutrients. And but yeah, they also are one of the only vectors for this um, Phytophthora ramorum. So yeah, we are doing our best to gradually remove that from the garden. I mean, it's easier said than done, yeah. but. Um,
0: I must admit, when when that was sort of first said to me, you know, again, I, I never uh, professed to be the an expert on road engines. That's actually kind of part of why we're doing this. So you know, <laughs> to t- to teach me, but no, to t- to teach everyone. Again, it's just you know, this it's so in- interesting. And you know, when um, when I was told, you know, we need to remove uh, a lot, and you know, mm-hmm. there's a lot of road engines. It's, it's not, and it's not just um, uh, the Ponticum, is it? It's it's um, what else have we got to remove? Well,
1: Pontingham is the main one we're actually physically taking out. I mean, it's actually a legal uh, requirement. I think uh, under really? um, uh, the Wildlife and Countryside Act, it's, a, it's illegal to actually plant it, certainly. It's illegal to allow it to leave your, your boundary, your property. Oh, wow. And any we remove or cut back, we have to dispose of properly, So, i.e. I burn them um the other rhododendron we're sort of tackling. okay we're so
0: not yeah not removing but it was it, yeah it, it feels it feels um aggressive <laughs> but you know but i must say i mean you're gonna you'll explain now but um i i, I thought it, i thought everyone was talking rubbish when when it was you know we've got to reduce this we've got to cut it all back because it just it doesn't make sense because you know really when when it came to springtime and all of this colors there and you just think wow this is incredible but yeah, now I see the light literally because you've, <laughs> well, cut, yeah. you've cut it away. But it's um, it there's there's so much more to um to to the reduction is it because it you know it's all about opening up those those vistas yeah, and absolutely. really kind of seeing seeing that structure of the garden which otherwise is pretty much. Um, covered away. So I mean, we're talking about um, luteum there. Yeah, which
1: is one of one of our feature plants. Yeah. so if you come here it's you can buy time, it in the plant sales centre. Absolutely, <laughs> you can.
0: I oh, it is a lovely
1: plant. I mean, yeah. it it's, technically is an azalea, but then azaleas yeah. are yeah. are rhododendrons. It's scented, so you know, that's another great um, sort of bonus for it. But um, again, it does you know, not get out of control, but it, it's vigorous. It, it grows very quickly. So we're not actually removing that, but we're giving it quite a hard restoration prune in, in some cases. And within a year, two years, it'll be flowering again just at a much more manageable level. Mm. But you're right, it is opening up light onto the ground. and yeah. seeing regeneration of, uh, of the, the, the forest floor with, with bulbs coming up and opening up pockets for, for new planting as well. So... Um, It's it may look a bit harsh in certain places right now, but as we get into spring and they start to Mm. to sprout again, then we'll we'll soon see it coming back to life.
0: No, I think I mean it's 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 a lot of work, and it's sort of it's it's just one of those things over the years where, you know, really it's just been um, you know a mountain that we've had to climb to, you know, recover the gardens essentially, Mm. and uh, you know, I I think that that's why uh, you know a few years ago, if you'd said we'd be you know get to a point where we're Removing roaded engines, all these, all these beautiful flowers, it, it, it didn't make any sense. Now, you know, it, it really does, and, um, and I, I think, you know, members and those people that come daily, weekly, yearly, um, will see the difference uh, that Hopefully, you yeah. and the team are, are making. And it's, um, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a lot of hard work that goes into it, um, and yeah, I know everyone should be really, kind of, really proud of what they've done. Um, so, I mean. The, the, those those two specifically, yeah. you know, are, are pretty bad. But what, what what happened, you know, during those years where the gardens mm. were closed and the, the no, nothing was done, essentially. I mean, I think that the, you know the wallabies did a bit of mowing for us. That was about <laughs> it. But you know, ultimately, yeah, was nice. Of them. Yeah, it was nice of them. I do like doing that. But uh, but ultimately, the gardens were lost, um, and you know, I'd, I'd imagine that you know lots of rhododendrons were were affected by that because essentially you know they they would have been as as things got more overgrown like you say yeah um light getting blocked but what, what were the kind of repercussions are?
1: i mean i guess the one of the main things is that nothing was pruned or or looked after for so long i mean the, the garden itself was shut for what was it sort of seven or eight years um but yeah i don't think a lot of things were, were pruned or or given a bit of tlc for for longer than that so we're still kind of getting on top of that process so um for example a lot of the flowers are well above sort of head height so you mm-hmm. can't see them or smell them so we're doing some sort of restoration pruning to, to bring them back to a, a more manageable level for, for visitors and in fact um, I sent a few of my team to a red engine pruning course at Malay's nurseries recently okay. um, and they brought back some some new new ways of, of tackling that actually Brilliant. and um, yeah I, I was speaking to one of my team Elliot Chandler early in the week and um, he was explaining to me exactly what what this process is, is involved.
0: Okay, so I think, and we're gonna we're gonna get Elliot to um, kind of do a little bit of an explanation. So um, we'll do that, and we'll kind of insert that you know around here, and it'll be something really interesting. I think, because like you say, I mean, there's there's you know we've got a fantastic team of gardens there, wealth of knowledge, but there's um, you know always learning new things, and yeah, absolutely, um, yeah. So I mean, we'll we'll share some of that. So you know, we'll uh, listen to what Elliot's got to say.
1: So I'm here in the garden uh, with uh, Elliot Chandler, one of uh, the fantastic garden team here at Lennersley. Um, And Elliot was one of the team that recently uh, went to a rhododendron pruning course um, at Malay's nurseries. And I understand we brought back a slightly different approach to the way we prune our rhododendrons?
2: Yes, so conventional wisdom would state that you would hard prune a rhododendron after flowering, around sort of May or June time. what we learned was that the optimum time to hard prune a rhodie is uh, before flowering, in early spring, sort of around mid-March, just as the sap is rising through the stems.
1: Okay, well that's, that's interesting. I mean, I obviously, I assume if we're pruning in March, we'll, we'll lose the, the flowers off those plants for this year?
2: Yes, you will, but um, if you were to hard prune them after flowering, you would lose the flowers for the year after anyway. Um, and pruning this early in the year um, ensures that they'll get really good strong regrowth and a lot of time through the growing season to re-sprout and recover from the prune Um, and then you'll be more likely to get flowers quicker after a prune um, within a few years um, as opposed to cutting them later which might take longer. Yeah okay
1: excellent that's good. Um, Yeah so we've we've made a, a few sort of I guess you'd call them vaguely brave decisions in on some of our rhododendrons. Uh, whereabouts have we uh, been doing this
2: pruning so far so we've done quite a bit in the rock garden with some of the leggy rhododendrons in there and a few other spots around the gardens where we've got some important plants Um, and what we've been doing is we've been hard pruning them now in march and into just into early april Um, and we've also been mulching and feeding them immediately after pruning um, which is important because it gives them a, a boost of nutrients that they need to uh, recover from what is quite a stressful prune for the, the plant, um, and it also helps the roots to conserve moisture through the summer.
1: Ah, cool. That's good. Um, and I suppose actually we should p- point out that we're not just pruning for the sake of it. We're targeting specific plants that have, like, like you mentioned, being leggy, that have grown too tall, that are blocking views, or that the flowers
2: are too high. That sort of thing. Yeah. So it's to improve the shape of the plant um, and bring the flowers down to eye level. Um, but there are certain rhododendrons that you can't hard prune so there are certain species rhododendrons and hybrid rhododendrons that have very smooth almost shiny bark or flaky bark and these ones um, as a rule you don't hard prune because they won't re-sprout and usually a rule of thumb is you know if you're not sure don't prune it but usually um, ones that you can prune they'll have sprouts or buds Uh, underneath the canopy, lower down the stems, that are ready to burst into life.
1: Oh, excellent. Well, that's a good thing to look out for. Yeah, so we won't be pruning our our loader eye rhododendrons, for example, then, but then we probably wouldn't want to prune them anyway, I suppose.
2: No, because they have quite a smooth bark, and they don't really produce sprouts from lower down the stem. Um, So if we were to hard prune the loader eyes, uh, they they wouldn't recover.
1: Excellent. Well, thanks, Elliot. Um, We all look forward uh, to seeing the results.
0: Okay, so we've we've spoken a little bit about what's you know what's here at the moment and how we're kind of you know helping to rejuvenate the garden. Yeah. What about going forward? What about new rhododendrons that we're going to look to plant? Um, what are the plans?
1: Um, we certainly are want to do new planting. We're not solely rhododendrons. I mean, some of the areas that we're opening up. So, for example, we've done some clearance work up in the Coronation Garden, but we're not going to replant rhododendrons there. For example, we've. Um, Found some old historical notes that there was a, a grove of magnolias there, for example. So okay. we're going to plant them there. Um, and our focus is going forward for, for new planting is more summer interest mm-hmm. and, and then more winter interest. So uh, we'll add some more, so perhaps summer flowering or later flowering rhododendrons like um, Polar Bear and arborescence decorum, those sorts of rhododendrons, and then later on some winter flowering ones. So there's a lovely one called uh, uh, Rhododendron dauricum midwinter, for example. Um, And also, other new plantings might include adding to our national collection. So, although we've got these 42 specimens as part of that, there's a a whole list of Loderai and, well, mostly Lennersley-related hybrids, which we just don't have in the garden anymore. If you go onto the um, the RHS database, you can find Lennersley cream, Lennersley flame, Lennersley gem, and all all Mm. these plants which are... We, d- we don't have and we'd like to get back in the garden. So, And, h-
0: and how, d- how do you do that? Surely it's not just as simple as, you know, popping down to local gardens no, and exactly. picking one up. So, I mean, how, how do we go about getting those um, those sort of rare r- rhododendrons?
1: Yeah, right? I mean, it's, it's easier said than done. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> luckily, we because we're affiliated with... Um, we're an RHS partner garden, for example, but also we work with the RCM group, which is the rhododendron chameleon magnolia group. And at the flower show at Wisley we were at last week... Um, one of uh, the main people of that group said, you know, if you send us a list, and um, we'll send it out to all our members. And you never know, some private collection might have one of these in mm. their garden. They can supply us with either cuttings or perhaps a plant. And yeah, so there are ways and means, but it's not going to be an easy process, no. certainly.
0: But it's amazing because I think, um, you know, really it means so much to people. I mean, you can see from, um, you know from just a load of family and th- the generations really that this continued throughout their family and the passion that they bring to it oh, and th- and that 's clearly kind of spread to you know the various gardens like we mentioned high beaches and Wakehurst and um y- you know i e- everyone that i 've met that 's got a kind of an interest or passion engines, i mean they they not just it, they don 't do things by halves you know there really is a, a passion there and it's oh, it 's amazing to see and we 've had some we have been lucky to have um you know, lots of really amazing people, um, you know, help us with things. So, um, and and I think that's really kind of also when when we talk about going forward in the future, it's trying to, um, you know, you, you you don't expect one place to necessarily have everything. And you know, we just by covering what we've spoken about now, we're probably talking about naught point, you know, one oh, percent of yeah. of what's out there. So really, you know, it's all about building. Um, Know, a, a, a kind of a tourism network isn't it with the other gardens yeah, and and, and attracting people because you know really you know i think if you're coming to to visit somewhere like leonardsley you know you you would then just naturally i think you would go to places like mm. you know nymans high yeah. beaches we're so lucky in this part of the country yeah, there's this,
1: this real cluster of really important gardens of which obviously yeah, we're one of
0: yeah so i mean no very 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 lucky to be in this area. Um, so uh, what, else, what else are we doing with the, the collection of rhododendrons? Then?
1: Well, yeah, we've talked about sort of the restoration pruning, but you know, just just looking after them in general, really. So, we're, for example, at the minute we're going around to all the, the, the specimens in, in, our, in our national collection and giving them a bit of a feed and a mulch and clearing around the base and making sure they've got the right light levels and just doing everything we can so that they're, they're fully prepared. If we were to get, for example, another drought this summer, mm-hmm. um, you know, they're, they're as strong as they can be to... to Protect themselves against that. Um, we're keeping on top of our sort of pest and disease monitoring. So we um, we had a, a talk from a, a chap from AFA, so that's the Animal Plant Health Agency, the government body, um, and he gave us a, a talk about you know what to look out for in terms of um, pests and disease. So we yeah, we do regular sort of testing for uh, well, Phytophthora, for example. I okay. mentioned these little PCR kits. Yeah. Um, uh, we're also sort of making sure that um, the awareness uh, for visitors as well. So um, we're we're going to create a, like a bit of a trail and, mm-hmm. a, and a map for for that collection, so people can appreciate them. And, and you know, then we're not just growing them for the sake of it. It's so yeah. people can come and see them and enjoy them. And, um.
0: and what what sort of things? You know, obviously we're trying to we're trying to educate everyone. So um, you know, it's it's is there kind of things that people do's and don'ts when you're in the gardens. I mean, obviously, you know the. the these 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 plants you know some of them are you know hundreds of years old and you know they may look very sturdy but we don't necessarily want you know, everyone climbing up them no and, absolutely
1: yeah. um again i mean every garden i've worked at you know um obviously kids love climbing trees yeah. i mean um, there are certain trees we'd rather they didn't climb for yeah. example our our, our loader rhododendrons. rhododendrons, but um yeah i mean the other thing is is um for our garden team we the boots that we wear in the garden, we ask them only to wear here and not yeah. to wear outside the garden, so transfer of of pests and disease. When we use tools in the garden, we um, use a, an antiseptic spray on them okay. after each prune, after each plant, so we're not potentially spreading anything. Mm-hmm. So it's just asking if um, y- if visitors are coming, just to, to just to be mindful of how important the collection is, really.
0: Yeah. no, Okay. Well, it's, um, oh it's pretty amazing. So. I mean, there's, yeah, there's there's lots and lots going on now, isn't there? I mean, that's there's kind of the, the future's bright. I, I think if you'd sort of said uh, if we were speaking about Leonard's Lee 10 years ago and we were outsiders, um, really I think it would have been a, a very different story. So, mm. um, no, I'm always very proud of everything that, every you know, everyone your team have, have, have done here um, over the last couple of years. So, you know, hopefully it's a, a bright future going forward. Yeah,
1: fingers crossed. I mean, and also we're, we're getting... Recognition for our plants as well. So, for example, um, I mentioned the RCM group. Um, they've just donated um, 25 specimens to, to King Charles as part of um, oh, wow. the, the coronation process, um, and those plants are supposed to tell the story of, you know, the history of rhododendrons and camellias in, in in this country and the world. And two of Lennersley's plants, um, Loderi King George and Loderi Sir Joseph Hooker, have been selected from that small number of 25. And they're going to be planted at, at Sanjing on his estate. So oh, that's
0: amazing. Just shows it's a yeah. real kind of real honour to. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Oh no, amazing. Well, the future's bright, and uh, let's let's hope that we can keep it that way. Um, yeah, it was really really interesting. So, um, got lots more though to cover. Kind of um, you know bits and pieces that we want to chat about. Um, different way. You know, I think w- when we were talking about um, topics that we wanted to try and cover, you know. It's um, you know how can we grow rhododendrons so if, you know someone at home you know yeah. they want to be growing rhododendrons themselves you know what what are the benefits of having rhododendrons Do you yeah. know does it add, you know what does it bring to your garden what would it bring to someone's garden at home. Um, there's 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 a, there's a whole range, so I think you know we'll continue to touch on bits, and hopefully it's interesting for everyone. I'm definitely learning as we go, so I'll uh, may, you know maybe I'll just start doing my own separate <laughs> just Rated engine podcast soon. I will have so much knowledge, but um, well, you yeah. don't, don't need me either, no, then. <laughs> <do you? laughs> please please don't go. <laughs> uh, but no, thanks a lot, Jamie.